And, um, you know, we go up to give her medical information. So this is where it begins. They ask her age. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And the answer? And the answer was... Uh, 13. I mean, I had already seen red flags, <laughs> but I thought this, this was just something where, you know, it wasn't this serious. I thought that, you know, there was some parenting issues, but I didn't think that it had escalated into the industry. Like, I was a kid. Like, I was literally a kid. Um, yeah. There's, there's like, uh, from, from a certain age to a certain age, your brain, like, mentally is developing. Mm -hmm. And she got me right at the start of that. Michael Wiest is a social media entrepreneur, a producer with vast experience in the recording and documentary world. He represents influencers who have a combined total of more than 400 million followers. He also worked with Danielle Cohn for some period of time. What's up guys, it's Danielle here. Welcome back to my channel. I'm back with another video this week. So many issues here, child porn, the exploitation of children for financial gain, attracting predators to watch, and creating drama and harm to a child. Danny, show them your, your body so they can be quiet. I hadn't done so much research about Danielle. I didn't know that there was so many people had opinions about this young woman because the one thing that I will say is that Danielle is a sweet girl. Well, I'm gonna leave Nashville. And I'm like, is that what you want? We just had a whole different conversation. She's like, no, I, I wanna support my mom. I think that she needs, I, I should be able to provide for my family. And I'm like, your mom just literally convinced you that you're supporting your family and that that's the right thing to do. And your heart's so big that you, you think that that's the right thing to do, but it's in reality, your mom is manipulating you. That is what breaks my heart. You know, they don't really have a lot of proof for me because I just, I just don't care. Like, I really, I know deep down, like, what goes on in my life. And yeah, exactly. The only really thing that matters is that I know and the people close to me know, so yeah. I really don't care what the internet thinks. So I guess in this time, I mean, did you feel like you could escape? What made you go back home? Was it until Danny said, we're not together anymore? What was the, the moment that you said, I'm done with this? Um, <clears throat> it was really my friend Juju. Like when Juju was out in Florida, <clears throat> Juju's a lot like me and likes, you know, nice things. Um, and he had come to me and he or he had come to me and told me he needed to talk to me and he pulled me into the room that he was staying in next to where you guys were staying in and he was like he was like he's like bro like if i'm being so honest with you bro this is not it i'm over here like like what do you mean like my mom has said this to me my brother my dad like you know my grandparents and he's just like, he's like, bro, you're like not you anymore. Like this is not the Mikey that I met a year ago. I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, what is that even supposed to mean? He's like, he's like, bro, they're they're like mentally fucking you. Like I don't. He's like, I don't even think you realize it. And like he's being funny and stuff too. Yeah. Like he's like, um, like not trying to scare me, but like basically just told me like, bro, like you need to get the fuck out of this. And and. Because Juju is so much like me and likes all the nice things and whatever, um, I was like, damn, like that like literally like woke me up and was like, and then I had called my mom and she was like, oh, um, like basically orchestrated a plan for me to go back to LA. And yeah, you seemed very out of it. Like when I was there, which was the end of, of y'all's kind of stage together, you, you were doing your best to not be in that house, it yeah. seemed to me. And that's why yeah. I looked at you and seemed like, are, are you trapped? Like, Yeah, you know. I, I mean, you know, I would wake up, I would go out on the jet ski all day, 
I would wake up, go on the boat all day, you know. We were getting a lot of phone calls, which was really odd. I remember the first time that he reached out, um, his dad and I were laying in bed, and his dad was so excited to to talk to him. And um, they both couldn't get off the phone with one another. And Danielle had said something that Mikey wasn't the same person without his family around. Yeah, she... It's crazy because when, when I was um, when I was there, living with her, she um, she actually went to her mom and said, "I want Mikey to move back in with his parents," and I was all for it. Danny was all for it, and Matt was all for it, and Chad was all for it. But the one person that wasn't was Jen. Why do you think that is? Jen's petrified of me. S- also, I, I feel like my yeah, I feel like she's very intimidated by my mom and she, she knows she's doing something wrong. And also like like I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like me and Danny, like when we are around, you know, you or dad, like there were boundaries and respect. And Listen, some of the last times that we had Danielle over at our house, so after this whole scenario, um, at some point they're back in LA. Mm-hmm. And Mikey calls, and he, you know, his, his Mikey is a daddy's this boy is, like no other, first of all. This was after, uh, I know what you're about to say. This is after, so we had split up on the internet, and um, then they were back. And then Valentine's Day, we got back together. Is that Valentine's when Day I last flew, year? No, when, yeah, when I flew yeah. to, um, where was Creators Live? I don't know. Indiana? It was somewhere like that. Yeah, they Random came... as fuck. It was snowing. Anyway, we had went to Florida for a few days. And me and Danny weren't, like, officially back together yet. Like, it was very weird. And I had, like, went on her phone or something. And she was, like, texting some kid that she, like, grew up with named Bryce. And... She was, Danny was asleep and I was on her phone and I was looking at the text messages and it said something like, um, I have feelings for you too, da da da. Mm. So I'd actually found Danny like talking to someone else basically, like when we're literally like supposedly like supposed to be getting back together or whatever. After I like threw a bitch fit in Miami with my friends and I was flew re- to Indiana. Right. Well, but I, I, that's not what I was actually going to say. There was a time you guys were back. And you were at our house, and Danielle loved to be at our house, which happened, I'm telling you, over the course of their three-year on and off again, it happened a handful of times. Really, it was very few. And so they were at our house, and my husband was so excited that he was home, and Danielle was there, and it was it was awkward. The first, so actually, the first night we took him to the sugar factory. Jojo oh, had his yeah. girlfriend, he had Danny, and we were like, let's do this publicly. <laughs> Not like where other people could see us, but just like out of the house so nobody feels trapped. Right, 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 right. And so we took him, we took him for this beautiful meal. They had a beautiful time. And I overheard Danielle, because they were sitting over here, say, I don't care what my mom says, I'm going to post anyways. We never asked anybody to post. She, she, and I, I overheard her say something to her mom, like, this was really nice of them or whatever. She has a good heart. Yeah, she does. I've so heard her say really that. Does. That was our first time. We all drove in one car together. It was our first time together back as a family after they had been gone for a while in Florida. And then they immediately wanted to come back the next day. So we're like, yeah, of course. Um, and Danielle loves it when we cook. Um, and so as Jen never cooks. Right. She loves it. And so my husband cooked dinner and then immediately they wanted to spend the night. And I don't think Jen wanted him to, but Mikey must have said something to her because then all of a sudden they're allowed to spend the night. So we have like these for when people spend the night or whatever, because they have friends that are over all the time. Like they're these cool like mat things that roll out so it's like comfortable. Danny and Mikey actually make a bed like at the bottom of our bed in our room and we watched Vampire Diaries. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I know she loves that. Yes, yeah. she does. But when they were with us, there were like boundaries. Like uh, we spent time together as a family. Um, one yeah, of th- it felt like like wholesome. Like it felt... Like, yes, there's like, no sense of family at Jen's house. I noticed that because like, I don't know, I grew up 
my parents are been married for 30 years. I'm the oldest of four brothers. Like, we go home for Christmas. We all sleep in the same room together yeah. on Christmas yes, Eve. You know, yes, Like, yes. to this day. And there, Jen doesn't even have grocery. There's no, there's no, even with her family there, there's no sense of family community. No. It's like Matt and Chad upstairs. Danny, Danny her master bedroom. Doing, yeah. And yeah. Jen in here making a comment about everything and everyone. And yes. there's no sense, like, I never saw no, a shared and meal. And they're, like, texting each other from room to room. It's like, like, put your phones away. I don't know if, if it's just, I don't know. And to me, that, it, that became strange. And that is also when I started to realize, I, I like, looked across and was like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, we, Jen had asked us to go to lunch, uh, or Danny wanted us to go to lunch. And I went off in the car I just couldn't take it in anymore. I was like, how old are you? What is going on? Do you know that your mother is stealing your money? Like, are you aware? And she said, I, it's okay. I want to be able to support my family. And I'm like, no, there's, you're being gaslit. Like, yeah, there's a difference of supporting your family. I said, who is Keegan? Why is he spending your money? Who, who is Matt? Why is he spending your money? I said, if you want me to work with you, this is not okay at all. Then we go to lunch, and that's when I was like, I'm not sitting across from Jen and watching her abuse you. There has to be, like, a plan. We sat down. Okay, when Mikey, Mikey was making a lot of money. Um, he was making money before Danielle. It just wasn't coming in like social media money. It's very right. different. Sorry, very traditional money versus, like, this new very quick money. Yeah. Um, and it comes in, a, it's fast, right? They do they do their video, and, man, they, these guys are on it. They're like, um, where's payment? Yep. Uh, they 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 don't mess around. Yep. Um, and so then they have the money and then it's going out. But my concern with all of that and social media, it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Essentially, you could have a kid. If you're just living, I don't know, in Alabama and you're two working parents and you have a high schooler that comes home, you know, they're doing their schoolwork and they're doing all of a sudden social media and they're now blowing up and you have a company that's sending them $10,000 in a PayPal they're just like, yeah, I'm spending all this money come tax time because they're not being taught how to handle any of this. You're in trouble. And I think that that speaks to the nature of, of this industry, I think, which is scary. It, it's enabling people like Jen to have access. I, for example, when driving a jet ski down there, Jen asked me to go get gas. Carlos flipped jet ski and <laughs> Jen's cash app card went into there. That was the end of the world. And yes. I was like, it's a cash app. Why is that the end of the world? That's apparently where all this money is. That's right. And but it's it's like the click of a button to transfer it somewhere else. Yeah. And why is it in Jin's Cash App? Um, I'm assuming it's because Danny's a minor, but like. But you that. can be. You realize that you can be 14 years old and, and have, have your joint, own. Yeah. And have a joint I still have a joint checking account with my mother. Yes. <laughs> I mean, my boys had him, and it's like. Listen, I get that it wasn't social media money, but even from like the very beginning, even when they would do extra work. So in LA, if you do extra work, you don't have to put the money away into Coogan. So what I would do is when the checks would come in and I'd write on the check and we would still put that money into the Coogan account. The plan for Mikey was I sat down the minute. So Mikey, his bang deal, it, this was not the first time he was approached for bang. He was approached one time before and we said no. Um, was that through Jen? Um, it was through Nate. Okay. Which was yeah, but it was we said no because the money wasn't there. Well, it, was right. it wasn't right. But on top of it, we also told Mikey no because we we didn't know that that's like the what direction. he wanted, the direction that he because that's mm -hmm. not the direction well, he was talking to us about. Yeah, right. You're not having that communication. So it was there was a little bit of miscommunication. So. That immediately, when we turned it down, that immediately sparked conversation on this side when we weren't around that we're now interfering with his um, ability to make money. No, that's not true because he was making money. He was just making money in the lane that he told us he wanted to be in. Right. And essentially why we in, turned our whole entire life upside down, you know, and have spent all these years away from our family and we've been on this journey. So we were just trying to stay in this lane. So then... We would have more conversations, and so he signed his deal. When he signed his deal, the first thing I did was reach out to a business manager. I just um, the first thing I did. Mikey was getting older, though. There was decisions that were being made. Mikey was becoming a little more, you know, on this side, on the gen side, and he was being fueled by, you know, conversations that were being had over here. 
Jenna's made the comment several times. I don't want anybody to touch my money. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to money. be in control <laughs> of my money. And that those weren't our beliefs. But when you, you're a sponge when you're a kid, so you're absorbing everything that adults are saying. Was she receiving money on Mikey's behalf? Um, eventually she became, it became that way, yes. Because I would notice, like she told me that um, she was going to turn Mikey's phone off. And I was like, why do, do you have Mikey's phone at all yeah. why are you in charge of that mikey i know he makes his money like why yeah. why would you have that my only thought is that you have control over them if you have an influencer's phone and you can control their career their life well, where they're going why. she so i have the phone records we just what three weeks ago took mikey's second phone off of our account so we have been paying for that phone this entire time he's had that phone his entire life it went from a firefly phone to whatever we've had the same account been paying for it a year ago we ended up getting him that phone so we have been paying for a whole year both of the phones mm. and he's like no i don't ever want that number back and then, and then but then i also had a phone with jen so jen got mikey a phone under her account and i'll tell you why how did that was that given to you like as a christmas gift how was that presented to you because to me that feels um, very Sneaky. When what was it? Was when we got the house, um, the Florida house, right before we pulled up, like the day I was, we got the keys for it. Um, she was like, "We need to get you a phone." Cause, Obviously, because we got to get they, you a Florida number. Because so you have a phone at this point, and she, she says you need a Florida number. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, but really, what it is, because I I now know Jen's mo. I know I know her tactics. It was so she could have Life360 and she can follow. And she had access to who he was calling, who he was texting, all of the above. Because I received a phone call when we weren't really talking very much from Mikey and Danielle at one point. And I was picking up a client from the airport. And he was so upset. And he said, give me Dustin's number right now. Which Dustin is, is her dad. dad. And... Danny was upset and she was crying. Yeah, it was it was like getting this horrible phone call, driving in the airport, got clients in the car, and here's my son now like freaking out. I needed to call Dustin, um, and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, we're driving to Dustin's right now. I'm sick of this, this, that, and everything else. Well, guess what? I hadn't talked to Mikey in forever at this point. All of a sudden, I give him the information. This is like this is like three weeks before the yacht situation. Mm, the yacht. Okay. Thing. So I'm like. Okay, I give him Dustin's number, whatever. Of course, Dustin's wife and I are communicating um, like, hey, just heads up. This just happened. They're probably reaching out. Don't know what's going on. You know, in a weird situation right now. Going to follow up as soon as I finish up. And Well, basically what happened was Danny got her ass beat by her mom. And I stepped in and pushed Jen mm. um, because what I was witnessing was abuse. I... Um, had to stop Jen before too. I mean, with Carlos, I'm, like she would take Danny's phone and like threaten to throw it and break it and all these things if, Jan if Danny didn't post or didn't do X. And it's the most crazy. But they never ended up getting to Dustin's house. So tell me something. How did Jen know that now all of a sudden Mikey was reaching out to me because it comes to find out, you know, come to find out later on. They end up going back to Jen's, and she gives them what she gives them whatever oh, yeah, had, to make them happy. I had, I had puffs, Wawa, um, just like waiting there. Basically, mm -hmm. shoveling it all underneath the rug because she could have the phone record. She knew that Mikey called me. Then she knew that Mikey called Dustin. So she's gonna go into she's gonna activate now and make everything okay because if they get reached, Dustin. Then now he has his, you know, he has his yeah, daughter. I, I, I was literally telling Danny, and Danny was like agreeing with me, um, that she wanted to live with her dad, and that I thought it was best for her to move in with her dad, and we could figure out whatever we had going on later on in life. Mm -hmm. And so she wrapped she, up this phone and, and presented <clears throat> it like it was a gift to you, but in reality, it was, it was just a tracker. And a um, tool for manipulation Correct. and control. So she knew at that point, because she knew that Mikey was never going to, even though he probably said, um, you know, I'm never going to talk to my parents or whatever. She put that she put that division there. But she knew better than that. So by having the phone and having control. But in the meantime, he had his other phone. So he could have called us from that, but she was able to track things. Well, no, that my other phone ended up like, I ended up finding it one day just like broken. 
and I was like, "What the your fuck? old phone?" Yeah, like it wouldn't turn on. At I mean, all. but we've conveniently. been pay- conveniently, but we've I mean, but again, I have the, I have the records. We paid for everything. We paid for our children. Here's the deal: I have never not worked a day in my life. When I came out here, I didn't work, but I was. I've never working been a stay-at-home yeah. mom. You were working their careers. But yeah. I was working their careers. And I have a husband. Right. And I had a family. And it wasn't like we were destitute and Danny just came up. We were fine. Yeah. We were doing just fine. Yeah. But money and Dude, shiny I, I, things. Dude, I'll tell you right now. I, I like, this is kind of shitty to say, but I know that if I wasn't with, if I had never met Danny never dated Danny where I would be today compared to where I am today are two different levels how so I think that I'd be a lot more more successful definitely do you regret do you regret moving to LA never no not at all okay I I regret yeah I wouldn't say I regret moving to LA do you regret your relationship with Danielle do you go back in time uh yeah I mean yeah I feel like, I feel like it was, sorry, um, like I said, I'm, I'm maturing. I feel like it was wrong, for sure, going back, um, after knowing her age, and. I'm sure there was a lot of good memories as well. No, yeah, definitely, but, um. At what cost? You, you, yeah, you. And as upsetting it, as it is to, like, say, Danny is not the only person that this is happening to in this industry. Um, I think there are kids that are being exploited and are victims of parental oversight, if you want to call it that. Um, Your son has been, in my opinion, Jen could not give you enough back to make up for what she's taken from your family. And I think that is disgusting when you think about how many other people this could be happening to. I think you're brave for talking about it and and using your voice to speak out on it. Um, uh, Katie, I know you're in the industry and you've also seen it happen to to Mikey. Tell me a bit about what else you've seen and outside looking in, you know, how do we stop this? Because it's disgusting. I mean, I don't regret getting to know Danielle the way I did. I think... It has inspired me to want to create. I feel like it was definitely a lesson learned for me. Yeah, I mean, it has to be, right? Well, I learned a lot. I'm here's the thing: Do I regret? Do I regret anything? Well, do I wish we could have maybe made different choices? Well, sure, but we learned so much, and at the end of the day, our family just endured three years of absolute hell. And if that's what we had to do to get back to where we're at today then that was that was what was meant for our journey. But speaking on other 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 situations in this industry, I think I think the biggest downfall to Mikey and Danielle's relationship is that they don't realize how many people they influence along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's not Mikey or Danielle's fault because it's it was the adults including myself around the situation that essentially made it okay but while we were living this journey there was a million trillion eyes watching 100 percent. and there were other parents that were learning from these um bad decisions and i wouldn't even say just parents industry executives as well absolutely everybody should be held accountable here's the deal um I had several conversations the first time around when things happened with Mikey. Um, several people in the industry, you know, called and, you know, oh, Katie, no, I didn't know anything. Oh, Katie, no, I didn't, I didn't know anything. And and I'm very, I'm very straightforward. And I would say, I better not find out that you knew anything. Yeah. Um, because I'm not afraid of this industry. I'm not afraid of. I'm, no one should ever be afraid of doing the right thing. No. And believe me, even just being in this room right now and having this conversation, there were several conversations outside of this conversation where people have an opinion. Absolutely. Um, in the last three years, Katie, don't say anything. Don't speak out. It can ruin your career. It can ruin Mikey's career. It can ruin your family's career. It can trickle down to JoJo. It can make 
you know, this happened and that happened. And you know what? Who are you to tell me that we can't share our side of the story or our I mean, journey? God, we're getting death threats for having this conversation. Well, exactly. And mm-hmm. who who are you to tell? Who is anyone to tell anyone that they can't share their story? But it was okay for Jen and Danielle to say everything that they wanted to say. It's been okay for other people to air out and control all. the narrative at that because. You didn't even have a fucking phone. <coughs> Absolutely. And, you know, people that work in the social media space, I'm here to tell you that in this in this city, um, I would like for people to do the right thing. I would like people not to get so caught up in money and fancy things. Sure, it's always nice to work hard and achieve these things. And, and to, you know, reward yourself at the end of your hard work. I'm all for it. I'm the first one to cheer someone on when they, you know, get the leading role, put out the newest single, you know, blow up on social media. I am, the two of us are amazing cheerleaders for people. Um, we don't, we're not jealous people. We actually know that there's a time for everybody to shine and in that moment if it's your child's time it's your child's time or your your own but don't try to um don't try to scare people or make them feel like they can't do what's right it's not okay to me how much money this is always a question, right? Like, yeah. Why are we having this conversation? How much money is it is it really worth this? Like what is what is Danielle made, and what do you think Jen has control over? Can you put a number on that? Okay, well, I can I can say right not now. just off of what Mikey made off of one endorsement, um, but when Mikey Mikey consecutively for for two years made a hundred thousand dollars a month, and that was where Mikey was in his career. Right. So, which is how many followers? Um. Well, at I mean, the time I had like a mil on. Instagram and then two mil on TikTok. Yeah, like. And Danny had what? Fifteen uh, times that. She was like four mil and then mil on TikTok like or on Instagram and then like twenty, 20 mil on TikTok. And she's like at thirty that. now. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Like, I'm just you know, and so I mean, calculate that. <clears throat> Try to figure it out. I want to know. I mean. I, I, I mean, I can tell you that. In 2019, the year that I asked her out, she made like I think 1.8 million. That year. 1.8. I mean, we're talking tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars over the career. Yeah. That's at stake here. But there's I mean, nothing to show for it, Michael. No. Where is it? Right. There's no home spot. I mean, no assets. They did just buy a home in Florida, apparently. I don't know if it was purchased. And if it is, it's definitely not under Danny's name. Well, And I do see people saying, how are you going from a a house in Calabasas, like a mansion in Calabasas, to a a mid-class house in Florida? Because it's all an illusion. Everything out here is an illusion. Absolutely. And it's disgusting that, like, one thing that bothers me is people like, Tiffany Magnus, who's sending me DMs. It's not Tiffany Magnus. What's Teresa. What's, Teresa. Teresa, Teresa, Teresa Magnus. <laughs> Thank you. People like Teresa Magnus or other mothers who have children in this space, and I, I don't know anything about that situation or them, it scares me that they could be able to see Jen, who I have witnessed, stealing their child's money, abusing them, exploiting them, and then learn from that because that is scary well here's the yeah, thing i, I think I that mean, they're I, all learning I, from I, yeah, her she paved the pathway i think they're for, learning from her if anything well, i feel like good, i feel like that's why i said tactics ready and and i mean it's always been here right like in hollywood that's always been a thing parents exploiting their children putting them in, in tv you know you hear all the stories well and listen let me tell you something michael there is this one there is this one thing i do want to touch on do i believe that typically in what was old hollywood one one parent would come out from whatever state, right? And they would bring their child or children out for what you would, let's say pilot season, right? If they, because if they were an actor and they would come out here and then there'd be another parent back home, right? Because this, this is the lifestyle we live and there's one parent back home and now all of a sudden they're having to work to support both lifestyles, right? And 
the mom or the dad, whichever one was out here with the kids, they had to, because you have to be on set legal. Like if we're following rules, you have to legally be on set with your child and you have to be within sight and sound. Well, if they're working five days a week, you're not necessarily working. And minors are supposed to be paid to a trust account, right? Absolutely, a certain percentage. Right. And so, so I'm not opposed to there being you know, balance. I believe that there's balance in everything. Absolutely. So you have to spend five days a week, you know, on set with your child. You're driving them around to their auditions. There's all these additional expenses. Sure. Now you're living on one income. Absolutely. I believe in balance. So do I believe that um, once a child starts making money, you still have to be there. It doesn't mean that you just, you're free. Now they're booked on a TV show. You just get to go. Yeah. No, you still have to be there to drive them, to take them, to help, to, you know, sit there on set with them. So do I believe that there should be a certain portion of the money allotted for, like, additional training for the, the child's needs where they could help out, especially if it's really a struggle on the family? Even expenses that are incurred. I mean, as a manager, I have to do a lot of those same roles. And, yes. you know, I receive a commission. I don't think that's out of the question here. But I think when we're talking about... And so I believe that you can take... So I believe that parents could take essentially a percentage absolutely not and opposed I, to that at all and i think that that's fair but i believe that no. what happened is social media came into play and there's no regulations around social media None. you don't have to put it in a trust it's literally a free-for-all you're, it's ungoverned absolutely so you're just like i mean you're just it's free-for-all it's like it's the wild west yeah they're like oh and the paypal money's getting sent they're not even sending it through a uh, you know a check or a bank so it's very it's caused people to be able to really manipulate the situation mm-hmm. and i think i believe that mikey and danielle um again not their fault but i think that they definitely paved the way for all these other kids and young people in the industry to to figure out how to make money quickly. I'm here to tell you I work in the social media space. Right now, if you're shipped, and a ship is when a young, you know, two people are shipped together, they usually have a ship name. Yep. And, you know, they have their YouTube channels and everybody wants to see more into their, you know, relationship. relationship. And they're living through that. And so they've all learned how to make a good living off of YouTube by doing this. And I think that we just have to put things in place where, you know, SAG requires certain rules. We need to figure out a way to require certain rules, especially when working with minors, that we can somehow... I believe we need like a union almost. Absolutely. But it's going to be tough because remember, YouTube is done in your home. You know, when you're filming a TV show, you're on a set. Yep. So how do we regulate that? We have to hold, in my opinion, platforms accountable. Absolutely. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. Is you, Absolutely. You know, we're letting people... TikTok, in my opinion, is a disgusting platform who has no regulation beyond any of the others and will just delete people's accounts like crazy and that's people's careers. And then you have parents seeing that same opportunity to make opportunities for new accounts and using their children. I mean, I've seen little babies have millions of followers. I'm like, that kid is going to grow up and, and not have no idea what's going on. And, you know, it, it's like indoctrinating this entire new generation. And it's that's scary. It is scary. Yeah. And you're letting people in. People don't realize because it's all fun in the beginning, right? Um, of course, I had my red flags that went up. But it's all fun in the beginning. But we're always thinking a lot of steps ahead of the game. And at some point, you're going to not be together. You're allowing the public into your personal life, into your, I mean, and with Danielle, everything. Danny, yeah. Everything was, let's get a camera out. Her kids are going to see this, all of this one day. Absolutely. And, I mean, their whole entire relationship, everything, it was like, it was for everybody to have an opinion about. It was for everyone to know everything. There, very little was kept private or... Um, it's crazy, though, because now, like... <clears throat> Even though I still do social media, like a lot of stuff that I do is like very private. I was gonna ask you. The people you, I'm with, the people, like I keep everything private. Do you feel that if you could go back in time, would you not do the social media and have stuck with just dance per se? Um, or even acting, but less public. Yeah, I definitely think that I would have 
gone more into the acting for sure. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I would say that. Some of those decisions, I think, where you know you you sacrificed going to an audition or whatever to do with Danny. Is that hard to look back on? Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I feel like, <clears throat> like, like it happened. So it's just like you know. You have to learn from it. Yeah. What does the future look like for you? Um, let's see. Uh, I really, I really enjoy modeling. Um, I went to my friend Landon's like um, runway show, and like it was pretty cool. And like I've always been interested in fashion, and um, definitely feel like. You know, my brother's got his music stuff going on. Um, I love 90210, by the way. Yeah. Thank Super you. Sick. We love 90210. It's okay. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe some music uh, every once in a while. I definitely like getting in How the are you studio. feeling? Are, do you feel lighter? Can you? I mean, I feel like when I es escaped, is a, such a strong word, but when I feel like <laughs> I escaped, too. I felt like I could breathe again. I called Carlos like, <gasps> no, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like, uh, I definitely feel like, uh, like just happy like I feel like I've been like a lot happier since I left and which which is like I hate saying I hate saying it like that because it makes me look like an asshole but I don't think so like I don't know I, I don't feel like people really understand the um, extent of everything and like like not everyone saw like the behind the scenes and like yeah I can sit here and talk to a camera and, and or talk to you and tell a story but I feel like I feel like it's different when you're actually in the situation like I mean yeah. I was literally trying to film a Netflix talk and had to stop because of how dark it was yeah and that's the reality of it think about how we feel Danielle has lived that her whole life. I feel like she's numb to it though. Yeah, she's I do. I think she's desensitized. I have chills saying that. Like no. it it is terrifying that she does not know what real love is in my opinion outside of seeing it from YouTube probably. And well, yeah, I was going to say. I feel like I feel like she I feel like I definitely did a good job. No, 100%. Her. I I can tell she knows what love is because of you, and if you would not have met her. The one thing I always used to say when I, so even when like, so even when I was watching from afar, they would do videos, and the one thing that I gotta say that did make me happy about this, you know, watching your son fall in love for the first time, was that he's a really loving kid. He showed her the same kind of love that he watched his dad show me. That starts with the parents. That, that's that's where it starts. Absolutely. But it was really special because it's that sense of, wow, we raised some really nice boys. Because in today's world, you know, there's a lot of other things going on. But he was always really attentive to her. He loved her. You know, my boys treat me really well. And it was so good and so awesome to see him be so gentle and loving and caring and sweet with her. I really did care about her, for sure. And it was it was real. And yeah. I and I knew that part. And that's why I think I made such an effort to continue to try to make the situation better. Try no matter how many times I butted heads with Jen. Okay, we'll we'll go to, we'll go out. You all right? We'll stay and we'll go out to dinner. You know, I, I didn't want to. I would do it and I would try and I, you know, and I would try with Danielle and Danielle and I had really great times together. And yeah. again, when Jen was out, out of the equation, it was like, it was a fun day. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I have great memories with Danny. Mine getting trapped in the ocean on a jet ski, but <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, literally. yeah. Literally. The reason that this all got hot and heavy was because Jen had asked me to claim all her music videos so that Danny could get paid. She said she's never been paid for Marilyn Monroe. Oh my God, here we go again. So I, I already worked that out for her, by the way. Okay. I submit all these claims for her, right? Just like any label, I'm sure right? you do the same yeah. thing. All this money still sitting in an account for her because I did claim them. And then here comes an email from Michelle Paramore that she owns all these videos and that I'm stealing Danny's money. I said, it doesn't even go to me. It literally is in a trust account for Danny, as it should be. Right. Still sitting there, untouched. And I don't know. They just, like, want to do these 
like, what's the point? Why would you ask me to claim that and then tell Michelle Paramore to, to... Because that's what she does. She plays victim to everything she does because she's been doing that forever. And she's like, I never made any money. No, she tried to woman, use it. You have, you've gotten money from all over. It's just, you don't know what you're signing. Here's the thing. If I were to call her right now, hate her to death, but I'd be like, oh, I've got a hundred, um, a hundred, um, thousand dollar deal for you. I don't even have to explain myself. Do you know that? Don't have to explain myself. Most parents are going to ask questions. They're going to want to review as much as you can. I'm not an attorney, so I'm going to say, you should have your attorney look it over. Yep. Right? These are the things that you do. Nope. She's already signed it. And she's like, where's my PayPal? Yes. No, literally. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. And, you know, that's the crazy thing because during this process, I saw that her, e Danny made me the owner of the channel so that I could claim them or whatever. And... I it's Jen's account. It, no, it's literally her email address. It's it's her account. That is how she's going to protect it. She mm -hmm. has made it so clear so many times. See, I catch on to everything. Here's the thing: people think that I'm busy. I am running around a lot. My head cut off like a chicken. That's where everybody's wrong. Yeah, I pay attention a lot more than people think, and I read people's body it's also language. Part of being a mother, yeah, right. But I read. Like, I can tell. I can tell when you ask someone questions, if they get nervous. Mm -hmm. I did the whole thing with Jen. Um, I did the whole thing with Jen constantly where I was like, I'd ask questions. You know, I would see that there was clearly something more there that yeah. I didn't know. Um, all the time. I was, I feel like I did the best that I could in that situation. Let's, let's back up a little. Um, sure. We were not rolling, but you said something that I think you should say again about how Mikey was viewed to, to Jen. Hey, Mikey, from the moment that Danny and Mikey started dating, he was a dollar sign to her because no one had ever grown as quickly and as massively as Mikey had, like, being, being, like being the boyfriend. Yeah, being the boyfriend. He grew, like, hundreds of thousands of followers in one week. And so this was before we had the Charlies and the Addisons. This was before all of, you know, all of the influencers we have today were around and blowing up and yeah. clearly the ones that um, are in the top of that lane right now. For now, yeah. Yeah, but Mikey and Danny, it was just anything she could do to profit off of them. How did that, I mean, did you, I'm sure you recognized it in that moment, did you? Yeah, I mean, how did that make you that's feel? That's why I was like, that's why I was like earlier, like when when she would get a brand deal and she would like want me to be in it, I would be like, well, it's gonna go, it's gonna be twice as much because if you want me in it, like you're gonna, like I know my worth. Do you think, like I don't think Danny did, maybe, but I think Jen one hundred percent looked to use a dollar sign. I think Danny probably just wanted her boyfriend in a music no, video with yeah. her. Danny yeah, loved definitely. Mikey. Yeah, I don't Danny doubt that. Genuine. I, I will never doubt the fact that they didn't love each other. They very much so 100%. loved each other and were and Danny was good to Mikey and Mikey was good to Danny. Without all the ruckus around them and a different but I time. I have a question. Do you think? Do you think that Danny would have done what I did to her family? Never. Never. Why do you say that? Because she has been groomed to to never leave her family. You think she's incapable? Yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah, I think it's more of her being incapable. She just can't, even if she wanted to. I mean, I because I've I've heard her say multiple times that she wants to. When I have like, Danny and I would get into very mm -hmm. emotional. I mean, I, I cried in front of Jen. I was like, this is not okay. Like, go get help, and bawling. And Danny is screaming at Jen, Mom, you won't even let me recover from my abortion. And like, very heated. And Jen is just shutting down. And I don't understand how she can gaslight her daughter so much. I would get Danny alone and she would tell me that she, this is not what she wants. She would literally be like, I want you to take my emails. I want you to give me the email login. Then I go into the room with Danny to get the login. Jen will not give it to me. Will not. And everything, she's the victim. Why are you doing this to me? You like Michael more than me. That's your goddamn mother. How could you love no, me more than your mother? No, it's not that. And that's, Danny then starts crying, and I'm like, your daughter can't even heal. You're not letting her heal because you want to control everything about her money. Be a mom. Go be a mom. Stop being whatever you think you are and whatever you're doing. And, and I know she doesn't, like, 
she'll then switch. Even in my house in Nashville, we had a conversation where she's like, can you help me? She pulled me aside and that's when she told me her real age. And I was like, oh shit. That's the moment I was like, all right, shit changed. And I would not let Jen come into my house. I would not, I said, I'm not gonna go speak to your mother. Um, she can call my attorney if she wants to speak. Like, I'm done. And then Danny goes back outside, goes to, the, to my guest house to talk to her mom, comes back and's like, well, I'm gonna leave Nashville. And I'm like, is that what you want? We just had a whole different conversation. She's like, no, I, I wanna support my mom. I think that she needs, I, I should be able to provide for my family. And I'm like, your mom just literally convinced you that you're supporting your family and that that's the right thing to do. And your heart's so big that you, you think that that's the right thing to do, but it's in reality, your mom is manipulating you. That is what breaks my heart. Here's the thing. If they were putting away some money to, I mean, how about some investments? How about some, how about pay something in cash? How about an investment in a washer and a dryer? Oh my God. Instead of Pots having and pans. the repo guy from Renaissance is out in their front door because she didn't pay for the couch and the washer and dryer. And she's like, ah, the dog is pooped and peed and whatever on the couch they can just repo they're like we don't want to can you just pay us right which is a low income mindset you think that that's cheaper in the moment but it's not in the end and that, that she's destroying danny's future i don't know if maybe jen maybe let's give her the benefit of the doubt maybe she's not intelligent enough to understand that which i hope is the case i would be curious your input do you, i do, think that jen's a lot smarter than anybody gives her credit for so you think it, it's malicious and she's aware absolutely 100 percent. what do you think mikey um you witnessed it firsthand I definitely <clears throat> i definitely think that she is aware of what she's doing for sure she's very good at manipulating I've, you know, and all the, all, listen, I don't know them today, right? It's been a long time. I don't know Jen today. But Bob I, hasn't spoke to Jen in two years. I have not spoken really? to Jen in two years. The, when I found out not that little girl's age, when I found out that little girl's age, it stopped right then and there for me. Same. And shame on anyone else who is not. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can say several names, but... I mean, and listen, and I, and I was very vocal. I love my son and I will always be there for him, but we did not support him going back. But I do understand, you know, throughout counseling and other things, um, you know, Mikey, he was a victim too. He fell in love for his first time. I think that's what people don't understand. Like. Is that you were a victim too. Oh, yeah. I feel like people are like blind to that. No, because mm. I, I... They're I, not. I, I'm, I see it, right? I, I recognize that. And, and that, I recognize it, too. He was... I'm not just making excuses for my son. If no. He was, if he's making poor choices, he's making poor choices. When he went back to her, was it a poor, poor choice? Yeah. Absolutely. But what I think the missing link here is that he was in love for the very first time. And then he also took on this role of, like, he needed to be the man and protect her. And so the crazy stuff that was going on that not everybody always gets to see him being there and just being able to help her. And, you know, he knew what was going on when she, you know, was going through a hard time and he wanted to be there for her. He didn't care about the situation that she was in. Mm -hmm. He never judged her. He never said anything negative about it. Um, he actually came to his dad and I, and told us that and, that's love right it's it's selfless but my god at that age i'm just here to say that at that age if i had somebody that i was madly deeply in love with and you know there was a huge lie and it forced us to be apart and then i was with another boy and had found myself in the same situation where you know that that boy had you know, been with somebody else and was going to have a lifelong commitment to them, I would have been mad. I would have been hurt. I would never, I don't know if I would have been that loving at that age. I don't know if I would have been responsible Forgiving. or mature enough to be in that place. I don't think I would have been either. Mikey immediately, he immediately just w wanted to love her and said, whatever you choose. Yeah, I actually. It's up to you. I actually remember the time she like told me about the abortion, <clears throat> I was, this was after I had like ran away for the second time. 
and we were laying together. She was like, she was like, can I tell you something? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, what? And she's like laying on my stomach. She's like, can you promise me you're not going to get mad? And I'm like, like, okay. Like, yeah, I promise. She was like, she like starts crying. Like, doesn't say anything, just starts crying. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, sorry, it's funny. Because <laughs> it's replaying my head. Um, she starts crying. And... She looks at me and she was like, she was like, I had an abortion with Ethan, with Ethan's kid. And I was like, I sat there, like, my jaw literally dropped and my face was bright red. And my friend Juju was over. Um, and this was at the Calabasas house. And um, I didn't say anything to her. I walked out of the room. And I went downstairs into the backyard, and you know, there's the couch out there. And I went and I sat there, and it's like midnight. And I talked to Juju, and I'm like, he's like, he's like, you good? And I start crying. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm gonna be fine. And he's like, well, what's going on? And I was like, I was like, I don't wanna talk about it. And then I ended up going back upstairs to her. And just hugged her, and she cried to me, and like, like she was like screaming at the top of her lungs, like just letting all, like I was just like let it out, and like, like. How old was she at that time? Thirteen. That is. Fourteen. Insane. Thirteen, fourteen, something like that. And you were there for her in a moment in which is hard for anyone in a relationship to be. I mean. I can't imagine. More so than her mother. Danny sleeps with... I mean, I've I seen it. She has brought with me... next to her bed. In a pineapple little... That is for me. Yes. Yeah. And to this day, and she'll be like, Michael, I sleep with this every night, and I don't think about it a single day. And I... Like, when she started telling me that, I was... Did she... The little girl that needs counseling. Did, I, and I said... I'm you, not judging her. She needs what happened, like, during, like the abortion like when she was like going through it did she ever talk to you about that and about what her mom was doing and stuff that her mom was telling her it was she was going to hell and all this stuff right um not only that but she um again your what is what do you say your your discretion is yeah your sensitive um, content but yeah this is like super sensitive for sure and you know I don't know how she's gonna feel about me saying this, but when the baby like came out and it was in the toilet, she did tell me that. Um, her mom like took a picture of it and sent it to Michelle Paramore and um, Virginia. And yeah, I didn't know that. I I did know Danny. That day that she asked me to take the emails over got very real, and I said, Jen. Your daughter hasn't healed. But, hey, but I am going to say this. It was very much so Danny's choice to have that abortion. Jen did want her to keep that. I mean, sure. it, it should be Danny's choice, yeah. in my opinion, I yeah, suppose. Definitely. Everyone their own opinion on it. But I think that she should not have been... It, it is my belief that Jen is sex trafficking her daughter. In yeah. Not in a way that most people would think is sex trafficking, but by definition... It is. It is yeah. sex trafficking. No, I I, I've watched her coerce Mason into sleeping in that room, and I've watched Danny be like, Michael, what do I do? I feel nervous. And I'm like, you don't need to do anything, Danny. Go to bed. <laughs> Sleep. Literally. Like, you're a child, girl. <laughs> and she's like, well, I need to make him, him mine. It'll do well. And I'm like, no. God, no. <laughs> what? That, what and it's, it's so sad that... Jen has not shown her that, uh, that role, that role model, that, that relationship. Well, she, I, you know, it's to my understanding, what what m male has been in Jen's life for Danielle to ex to have a role model where there's like a mom and a dad or a, a you know a, a healthy relationship inside the home? Or oh, what has Jen done to? Like, I, I what I'm trying to say is, I apologize. Let me go back. What healthy relationship has been in Danielle's home as she has grown up? Right. I I don't know. She doesn't have a relationship. There's definitely no help. I mean, me and Mason were very close, which is why all of this shocked me to a certain extent. And he would 
we got on the phone with Danny and and you know we talked about a lot of things and Mason was like I don't think she knows what love is because she's like I need you here now I need you to do this right now like you need to come and I was like you you is not a, a word that's in love like it, yeah you know it's 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 very selfless it was all what Danny needed and that's because Jen has only ever told her what Jen wants so that's what she thinks love is and that's tragic and I think like because of that Jen thinks that she whoever hurt Jen whoever hurt Jen right passed that on to Danny absolutely and Jen I think needs to heal herself 100% and I think that if she could do some healing and then maybe Danny can I mean I'd like to hope that there is hope there but I, who knows? I just know that at the end of the day, my son will never be the same. Mikey's good. Mikey's good. And he's surrounded by loving, amazing, you know, family members that friends, are there for him, good friends. And, you know, the situation did, the one good thing about the situation is that we definitely weeded out the people that didn't need to be there. Because 100%. in this industry, one slight bit of drama, of turmoil, of controversy. scandal, controversy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're your best friends, and all of a sudden, you it's like it's like crickets. Yep. you're like, oh, yep. I thought you were my friend. Now, okay, whoa, yep. that's how we're gonna play. Okay, so how do you feel? I mean, Mikey, looking at Mikey now, he seems fine, happy, healthy. How do you feel? Do, do are you have you moved past it? I think that our whole family is in a much better spot. I'm in a much better spot, but will we ever be the same? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think we'll ever be the same. I don't think that, so I have a really hard time trusting anyone or anything out, especially out in LA, because I associate all this with LA. You're right. And so when asking a parent for information or you know, I feel like I can trust my own child's word better than I can trust like another adult. Um, it's, and I'm not saying, and it shouldn't be that way because there are great people out here as well, but it has definitely changed a lot. Mikey, I don't know if he'll ever be the same. Um, he's definitely getting better, but for us, there's just a piece of him that I feel like he had to learn so early that horrible heartbreak and to for your first love for this to have to be the scenario and so publicly my gosh my first love was this was not like this it was no. not this public and i thought my whole world was over right but i didn't have it with a million cameras in front of me and no. everybody in the world talking and we're out in la and you know what it goes both ways right sometimes we walk into a room and people are whispering and whatever, and then you know they do the whole fakey fake thing where they're oh, like, I'm, "I've been there, hi. I am there." Yeah, yeah you're like, and you're like, "Oh, whatever." I'm like, you don't even have to waste your breath to come over and say hi to me because you're not affecting me. At the end of the day, what we've learned is to go back to our roots, to be out here, to stay focused on what we're doing. Mikey's 19; he doesn't have to figure out what he's doing today. He can still have a career, irregardless of what anyone says, any agent, any manager whatever. There are a million possibilities. If he wants to put out music, if he wants to be an actor, if he wants to be a dancer, if he wants to go on the business side of things, if he I wants to- I think he'd thrive to, in that. I, I absolutely do. I think that he would thrive doing a million things and we're here to support it. And there's no rush to the finish line for us. There never has been. There's never been a need for him to have to, or, or any of our children to have to grow 200,000 followers in a week. We yeah. don't care about that. Yeah. Um, Are you still writing a book? I heard it comes out in September. Okay. Um, I am, and it's called "I Should Have Stayed in the Car." <laughs> <laughs> I love the title. <laughs> I should have stayed in the car, and it really walks through this journey. And I am really open about some really personal things that we had never talked about in this situation, and still have not. And I think it's important for me to be honest about everything because i think that people when they'll mm. look into our situation they're gonna think they're gonna find that we're just you know like everyone else trying to make things work for their kids and that we went through a lot and people just don't realize it yeah it, yeah there's there's definitely like still a lot <clears throat> not a lot but 
a few things that are major that I don't talk about. Was there anything you want to say or add to this? Um, no. It's okay if you don't. Well, I want to thank you both for being here, and I appreciate this conversation. Um, I think both of you have a voice that is powerful enough to hopefully inspire change in others and in this industry, um, and, and hopefully one day make a change and, and stop these kids from being exploited, and I hope you both have had an opportunity to, to heal and find peace with it, and it seems like you have, so for sure. I appreciate you guys chatting with me today. We appreciate you having, having us. us, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks.